everyone. I am Minister Marie Cofield with Zion Hill Baptist Church right here in Pineville, Louisiana, the heart of the state, central Louisiana, and welcome to Grace for Today. We've been studying the book of Nehemiah, and today we're going to conclude that study of Nehemiah. We've learned some very, very interesting things from Nehemiah that we can apply to our lives. And on today, there's more to come. Today where we are is the Jews, or rather the enemies of the Jews, have found out, like we uh, discovered on last week, that the wall is just about complete. If you can recall, they worked while one group watched. They worked with their weapons on their sides. And so today, we are going to discover these two interesting characters, Samballot and Tobias. They kicked it up a notch. The enemies, Samballot and Tobias, they found out that the wall was almost complete. You know, last week it was halfway, but now through their diligent work, that wall is just about complete. And guess what these two guys does? These two enemies to the Jews. They sent a message to Nehemiah and they wanted to meet with him. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. I had to learn this the hard way. Never ever, whenever you are walking in your purpose, when you are walking in your destiny, when you are carrying out God's plan for your life, never ever ever entertain a meeting with the devil. The devil, yes. The devil have agents, and he will send agents out to interrupt what you are doing. Sam Ballard, Tobias, look, these were agents of the enemy. They're wanting to have a meeting with Nehemiah. John 10.10 10 says, the thief which is the enemy, the devil, what is his assignment? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. Nehemiah realized that these guys were trying to set him up. That's exactly what the enemy would do for you as well. When the enemy comes knocking on your door, wanting to meet with you, guess what? The enemy is trying to set you up. You know, I'm a living testimony to that. Something happened to me one time in my life where I was doing something. I was actually trying to purchase something. Don't you know that I allowed myself to conversate with someone concerning what I was doing. 
they actually talked me out of doing what I was doing. And you know what? I got mad at myself. Why? Because the next thing that I knew, the person who I was talking to had went out and got the thing that I was trying to get. You talking about mad, and I'm saying, look at this. They're sitting there talking me out of not getting this thing, and they went out and gotten it themselves. I learned a very valuable lesson. Never ever give place to the enemy. The Bible says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Stop talking to the enemy, telling the enemy what you're doing, telling him all the details about how you're going to get from point A to point B. Stop telling the enemy your business. The enemy don't mean you any good. The enemy wants to destroy you. Who is the enemy? Anybody that's coming to you that's trying to railroad you. It could be a person. It could be an unseen force of the enemy, a spirit. But you don't entertain the enemy. Nehemiah knew that Sanballat and Tobias was trying to get him away from the group. You see, if the enemy can get you away from your people, if he can get you away from your place of protection, then he can treat you any kind of way. He can destroy you. He wants to alienate you from the pack. You've always seen on Animal Planet when, when an animal got away from the pack, how they were exposed to the enemy. Hey, don't allow that to happen to you. I regretted my, de my decision to share the things that I was doing with, uh, with someone whom I thought was a good friend, only to realize later that they went out and got the thing that I was really wanting to do. They went out and got it. But I forgave myself for what I did, but I learned a valuable lesson from that. And I'm sharing that with you on today. Be careful who you entertain. Nehemiah was operating in extreme caution. He told a messenger, you go back and you tell Sambala, you tell Tobiah, he says that I am not going to come off this wall because I am doing a great work. Read your Bible. It's in there. You go to chapter 6 in the uh, book of Nehemiah. He says, I'm not coming down off this wall because I'm doing a great work up here. The enemy wants you to come down off your wall. Your wall may be college, young people getting a career your 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 wall may be purchasing a piece of real estate 
whatever your goals, your dreams are, don't come off the wall to entertain the enemy. Why? Because if you come off the wall, you're going to abort what you're doing. Don't come off the wall. Stay the course. Do what God has ordained for you to do. You know, these guys were persistent. They sent messages to, to Nehemiah five times. And guess what? Five times, Nehemiah sent the same message back to them each time. I am not coming off this wall. I'm doing a great work up here. I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down for you. I'm not coming off this wall for your mama. I'm not coming off this wall for your sister, your brother. I am not coming down. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. Why? Because at the end, there's a great reward. In this particular situation, what is the reward? The city of Jerusalem will be protected against the enemy. The walls will be restored. The gates will be restored. They will be protected. That's the reward here today. What is your reward? Go to college. Finish. Hey, get a good job so that you can get out of your parents' pocket. Hey, purchase real estate. Purchase a house. You know, do well for yourself. That's what I'm saying. Whatever it is that you're doing that's, that's going to cause you to do well for yourself, that's going to cause you to do something that is well for your fellow man, for making the world a better place to live. Stay the course. Stay on the mission. Don't come off the wall for, all, for anyone. Stay the course. Finally, my brothers and sisters, they eventually, they finished that wall. They hung the doors to the gates of the city. And all the people who came to help returned to their homes. This was a joyous occasion for the Jews because in September of that year, they returned back to Jerusalem. You know, what they did was when they returned back, they accounted for everything, you know. They accounted for all the people who had left Babylon and came to Jerusalem. They counted all the families. They had a great record of who was there. So they knew who was in Jerusalem who was left off in Babylon. They kept a record of all of this. They wanted to know, you know, who's living at this address, who's living at that address in Jerusalem, because the people actually did during that particular time. They lived, there were houses on the walls. You remember Rahab? She had a house on the wall. But they kept very good records of the time. They knew how many priests there were. And the numbers are there. They knew how many choir members. There were more than 200 choir members here in Jerusalem. They decided that in September, 
we're going to have a celebration. All the builders who came from the various provinces of Israel are going to return and we're going to gather together with all the people, existing people in Jerusalem, all the children of Israel who were taken into captivity in Babylon, who had returned back to Jerusalem. We're going to all get together and we're going to go up and we're going to celebrate the accomplishments right here in Jerusalem. We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the rebuilding of the wall. We're going to celebrate what God has done. We got to thank God, brothers and sisters. We have to learn to celebrate God and thank God for the things that he has done in our lives. These Jews didn't forget the Lord their God because they knew that it wasn't them, but it was almighty God who was with them every step of the way and building the walls to Jerusalem. Nehemiah, this is a man of prayer. Nehemiah was a man of prayer. He was a man with a plan. He was a great organizer. And he organized a group of people to build such a great wall back to the city. We can learn so many things from Nehemiah on today. And we have to thank God for the things that he has done. They contacted Ezra, the priest, to come to read to them the laws of God that was given to Moses. You know, Ezra was not only a priest, but he was also a scribe. Ezra was very good at documenting things. So he was given a lot of credit for a lot of the documentation here that took place during that particular time. You know what they did? They came to the temple of Jerusalem and Ezra began to read the laws of God. He began to lay out the Ten Commandments to them. You know the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt love thy neighbor, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, fornication, you know, he laid the laws out. Not only that, the people, brothers and sisters, they had church. It was like they a revival broke out in Jerusalem. They celebrated God so much that they were just thankful for the things that God had done in their lives. They celebrated him for protecting them. They celebrated God for giving them the strength to rebuild the walls. They celebrated God for supplying their needs. They just celebrated all the things that God had done. They celebrated God because he was worthy to be praised. God is worthy of the honor. He's worthy of the praise. God is worthy of the glory. Here it is, a task that would have probably taken years to complete 
only took 52 days to complete. What a short period of time to take on such a strenuous and tedious task. These people had to haul rocks and all kinds of things to build this wall. They worked day in and day out. They worked from sun up to sun down. They faced the adversities of the enemy threatening to kill them and to destroy them. They faced losing their homes, their children get being sold into slavery to pay their debts. These people faced so many adversities, but in spite of it all, through it all, God came through. God protected them. He provided for them. And you know, when you look back, you have to say, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for another day's journey. The children of Israel celebrated God for all the things that he had done. You know, in closing out this book of Nehemiah, I want to give you this interesting point again. Don't waste your time, brothers and sisters, young people, if you're watching. Don't waste time with people who are sent by the enemy to hinder you, to hinder your progress, to hinder your accomplishments. Don't give place to the enemy. Amen? Don't give him place to cause you to not achieve your dreams. That is your assignments. You got to learn to stay focused. Exercise the law of focus. That's what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah stayed focused in this entire process. Nehemiah stayed focused. He prayed frequently. He didn't just wait until the enemy showed up to pray. Nehemiah prayed regularly. While the builders were building, he was keeping things on task. He was watching out for the enemy. He prayed and asked God, Lord, I need divine direction. Lord, tell me how to do this, how to do that. You know, God will do it. God will drop ideas and concepts in, in, in your spirit to tell you how to accomplish certain goals, how to set short-term, long-term goals. God is just that kind of God. You know, when the enemy came up against Nehemiah, God gave him a plan. Don't put all the people to working on the wall. Let half of them work and let half of them stand guard and watch to protect. What an amazing thing. Even when people within their own camp, people who were their family, the Jews, who were the wealthy people, when they began to exploit their own brothers and sisters, Nehemiah still prayed and he sought God for wisdom, for his divine direction. God said, expose them, bring them, bring them before the people publicly. Have a public hearing. Not a private thing in some back room, 
Bring them out publicly before the people have a hearing and tell them where they've wronged you and what they need to do to set the matter straight. That's exactly what Nehemiah did. We learned this on last week. He told them, you are so wrong for what you're doing. Now, what you need to do, you need to return these people back their monies that you've taken from them, their homes, their children. You need to restore everything back to these people that you've taken from them. You are God's chosen people. These are God's chosen people. Yes, they may not be as wealthy as you, but that doesn't give you any justification for treating them wrong. Hey, we're all special in the eyes of God. God made you who you are. You're special to him. Yes, we all go through adversities in life, just like these Jews faced adversities in rebuilding the wall. We all go through things. Some people go through things, you know, they face divorce. Some people have experienced death in their families. Some people get sick. But guess what? You can bounce back. With the help of the good Lord, you can come through. You can overcome any adversity. Why? God said you are overcomers in Christ Jesus. You can overcome anything. That may be you out there. You may be going through something. Hey, I've been through things and I've had to pull myself together just like Nehemiah did with the people. Hey, come on, let's get together. You can do this thing. You can rebuild this wall. Be of good courage. Stay encouraged. And he told them, fight. Fight for what you believe in. Fight for your families. Fight for your homes. Fight. Don't let the enemy destroy you. Don't let the enemy take from you what God has blessed you with. You've got to fight for it. Brothers and sisters, when God bless you, you can roll over and play dead if you really want to. But if you do, the enemy is going to snatch it right from underneath you. You can't go through this life being passive about the works of the devil because the enemy, if you let him, if you allow him, if you give place to him, he will railroad you and he will destroy you. He will take from you everything that God has blessed you with. You may say, well, if God gave it to me, how can he take it? He can take it because you gave it to him. You, you opened that door and allowed him to come in. Don't open the door to the enemy. We see Nehemiah did that. He didn't open the door to the enemy. He didn't say, okay, let me put this brick and mortar down. Let me put down my weapon and let me go and talk to Sam Ballin and Tobias, my enemies. Let me go talk to my enemies about how they're going to destroy me. God forbid. 
I will never talk to my enemy about how they plan to destroy me. I will never give them the opportunity. Brothers and sisters, all I'm saying here today, stay on your watch. Stay on your post. Keep your hands in the hand of the good Lord. Continue to do good. Continue to strive to do better in life. Continue to try, make things better for yourself. Make things better for your family, for your loved ones, for your community, your state, your nation. Make things better. We're in a season where there's going to be elections. Guess what? We are looking for somebody who will make things better for God's people. We're looking for somebody who is a man or woman of God that's going to make things better. That's basically what people are looking for. The Bible say when the righteous are in a position of authority, the people are at peace. That's what we want to do. We want to make things better. We don't have to sit back and wait for somebody to hand it to us. We can get off our blessed assurance and strive to make things better ourselves. And then at the end of the day, God would get the honor. God would get the praise and God will get the glory for all the things that he has done in our lives. I don't have the strength to do what I do. The very breath that we breathe, brothers and sisters, don't even belong to us. You know what? That means we're living on borrowed time. The very breath we breathe, it belongs to God. In the book of Genesis, in the very beginning, God said he blew into man's nostrils, his breath, and man became a living soul. We're living on borrowed time. So every breath you breathe belongs to God. You're here only because of him. And now you need to do like the children of Israel. Celebrate. Celebrate the accomplishments that God has allowed you to achieve. Celebrate his goodness. Celebrate his mercy. He's merciful towards us because even when we are in a process, sometimes we mess up. We fall down and we get back up. Celebrate God. You know, in the end, you know what Nehemiah did? When he got Ezra together, Ezra preached a message. And I tell you, a revival broke out. They had a hallelujah, good time and praising God and thanking him for what he did in their lives. And you know what the priests did? They gathered all the people, the priests together. The priests began to walk the walls of the, of the, of the walls of Jerusalem. They began to walk the walls and they began to rededicate the walls of Jerusalem. It's something when you get something dedicated to the Lord. They dedicated the walls to Jerusalem. Don't you know, if you dedicate something to God, the enemy is in trouble. Dedicate your homes to God. He bless you with a nice home. 
Dedicate your vehicles to God. Dedicate your children to God. This is what they did. They dedicated the wall to God. Your assignment, while you are in the process, you have to stay on your assignments. Celebrate God. Dedicate yourself. They dedicated their wall through this assignment of, that God had accomplished through them. They dedicated the wall. And like I said, you can dedicate whatever it is that God has accomplished through you because you're actually accomplishing God's good will through you. And it is a blessed assurance that God used you, used me to accomplish his good will. Amen. And at the end of the day, just like they did at this celebration, they gave back to God. These people met at the temple and they gave back to God. They paid tithes and they gave offerings. Read it for yourself in the book of Nehemiah. They paid tithes and offerings and gave back to God because they wanted to honor God. They wanted to honor God in their giving. Give back to God. When was the last time you gave back to God? When was the last time you returned back to God the tithe? When was the last time you gave God an offering? Brothers and sisters, you celebrate God by honoring him, esteeming him highly. And I want to leave this with you today. If you honor God, he will honor you. The children of Israel here that had returned back to Jerusalem, they honored God. They gave back to him their very best offering. And you know, I have a saying that I say on a regular basis. God honors those who honors him the most. And I certainly, certainly want God to honor me. How do I honor God? I give him thanksgiving. I give him glory. I give him honor. I give him praise. I return back to God some of the things that he has blessed me with. I honor him. And that's what I want to leave you with today from the book of Nehemiah. Honor God in all that he asked for you to do. Nehemiah was thankful. And you should be thankful as well because God is good. That is our brothers and sisters, our grace for today. Until next time, be blessed.